They may not see the mountain top. <laughs> Going on mute. Last night I tossed and This should have been on a list last week. That's the disrespect. This should have been on the list. Yes. Tell me what I have gotten into. Ran my three miles to clear my mind. It always helps me out. It's my thing. Is this the new intro, George? This is the I'm just gonna be for intro. But I have to. Loving you ain't nothing healthy. Loving you was never Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Hello Beautiful People podcast. My name is V. George Smith. We are um, a day removed from one of the most, one, the, probably the most embarrassing loss in NFL history, playoff history. And I'm here with my friends to discuss several things. Um, as we begin, I want to acknowledge them as they are in their greatness and we are here together to discuss things with you this well first of all let me say thank you for checking out the last episode 100 greatest in quotation marks r&b songs of the 21st century according to white rolling people stone. oh sorry according to rolling stone that's very important, not according to us. But there was a twofold reason for me playing that Vivian Green song. That definitely should have been a part of um that list. Shout out to Kaisa Blackstone. She's um singing backs on that and was in the video for that as well. Um and shout out to Vivian Green. I told y'all Vivian Green, follow me on Instagram. Hello, Vivian Green. How you doing? You're pretty awesome. Um, I got Chuck with me. Hey, hey, hey. How you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I got Camille with me. Hello, beautiful people. I got Greg with me. Good evening. Mm -mm. Nope. Nope. Mm -hmm. Stop. Huh? No. This is not no. how. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's fine. I got <laughs> JC with me. Jason. <laughs> What's going on, beautiful people? Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, the bishop. Has joined us. James White is here. What's going on, fam? Greetings, beloveds. Um, for those that didn't know, um, we are recording on Martin Luther the King Day, and that was Greg's. Um, Greg, you want to um give it to him one more no, time? I would no, would no. That? Please, why? <laughs> let's what, uh, let's uh, honor the man. Mm -hmm. Oh God. I'll take I'll take Jamaican Greg over this MLK Greg. No, I don't know. And yet, no, no, no. You know how I feel about Jamaican Greg. I don't know. Selma Greg is all right. Selma Greg. Oh shit! I'm going on mute. Or Connecticut Greg. All right, let's move on. Selma Greg. JC three right over there. No, he, he's done. Oh, Jesus. Have mercy. 
This is where God says their little fake Bible study that I walked into. I don't think you can come. Mm -mm. All right, so. Hi, Bishop. All right, all right. Praise the Lord. <laughs> As you know, we had a, oh, don't you do that. My AirPods disconnected from my laptop. Do I sound better now? You don't sound any different. Yeah. For your hearing. Make sure these things are. Hmm. Well, George's getting that together. How's everybody yeah. doing? It's fine until now. I mean, <laughs> yo, Bishop, I've been enjoying the countdown to your birthday. By the way. Thank Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Um, I would also appreciate a lot of love on the birthday. And by love, I mean gifts. Oh. Amen. I, I noticed you waited until January came around to institute that, that hey, cash hey, app. Hey, hey, you could have said that a whole month before in December when it was my birthday. But whatever. Mm. Okay, you done? For now. Okay. I'd be encouraged. Okay, I think I'm good. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, Church. Praise the Lord. All right. I do, I do believe Chuck was scolding. Oh no, that wasn't a scold. Her, her birth month. That wasn't a scold. <laughs> Not at all. Wasn't a scold. Okay, it's good. No. As long as it wasn't a, a full scold. It wasn't even a partial scold. No, no, no. All right. So, um, no. episode. Someone, so, in this episode, great. we're going to be discussing because. Lead us, Camille. <laughs> 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 Wait, let's, clar let's clarify it. There will never be any beef between me and Super, like ever. No, of course not. It wasn't that. It, it was that Selma Craig, um, Greg was popping back up. and. Oh, no. Can you mute him, George? <laughs> not right Not right after Bible study. Right. <laughs> like, this is his day. It's not <laughs> his day. No. I don't think, I don't know. No. Mm -mm. No. And before that character develops anymore, we need to kill it now. Thank you. Like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Super. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. His impersonation, his impersonation of Martin Luther King Jr. needs to be as dead as Martin Luther King Jr. Oh. Oh, come on. Come on, man. No. Uh, killing the king twice. That boy, that boy said, that boy James said, put Jesse Jackson next to it. Somebody shoot it. Huh? I need to exit the room. That's been y'all all right. So I'm a Ravens fan now, by the way, because I'm sick of it. I'm tired of being embarrassed, being lumped in with these Joneses, these Prescotts, these Lambs, and these Parsons. I'm through of it. 
I really like purple. So actually, I, I don't even want to align with nobody else. I'm just sick of the dang daggone Dallas Cowboys and the liberty at which everybody feels like they can just deal with me and make jokes and I'm tired, y'all. I'm fed up. I just want to say for the record that I was not See? It's the one that lost. It's talking first. I just wanted He to lost too. I was not attempting to poke or make joke. I simply was stating a fact. Hey, can I ask y'all a question? Y'all are friends with Camille on Facebook? Yes. Can y'all check y'all Facebook and see what she posted to her Facebook today? No, but that was just a coincidence that I could not. <clears throat> or... All right. If you don't, if you're not fans with Camille on Facebook, I hope you out. She pulled Camille a memory. NFL. I know, it... I know the Dolphins should be quiet, but y'all, this was too good not to share. Because it was it came from my Facebook How... memories from seven years. How long? Thank you. Like a whole so it's not. It was not intentional. Facebook right memory. After your sermon, you go to being petty. Oh no. <laughs> You've had this all for years, man. I didn't preach yesterday, so I I'm I'm good to be petty on Monday. <laughs> good one. Good one. Good one. Good one. Good one. Good one. This is still week two. So yes, it is week two of my fast. Hush. I'm going on mute. Hey Ty. And while you're at it, has there okay. We're not gonna deal with the kind of survey. We'll talk about that. Hi, later. everyone. Ty's here. What's going on, Ty? What's up, Ty? Hi, Ty. Nothing much. Hi, guys. Hey, Ty. I'm just here. Hi, taste buds. Where you been? Uh, at the, at the convention. Ty, you gotta, Ty, you gotta hear this. Do it, Greg. No. Oh boy, what are you doing? In honor of Martin Luther King Day. No, no, no. Go ahead, Greg. No. Don't do that. Hi, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm done. What is that? That's that's Martin Luther King Jr. I tried to save you. You let George bait you into it. No. Mm -hmm. that's no. Terrible. Hey, yo. All right, so. Enough about the Cowboys, but um, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cry no more. I'm not gonna cry. They, yeah, I started they actually, talking about the Cowboys already. Yeah, very shortly, and I'm I'm out. Or... I'm done. <laughs> I'm done talking about them. I'm through. But they cracked me up this morning. They posted on Twitter, honoring the life of Martin Luther King Jr. And I'm like, Jonathan Majors is in the social media department. The Dallas Cowboys, obviously. You <laughs> want Cowboys fans to be a bunch of caretas, but it's wrong. Yo, um, you're, are you going to still remain? I'm sorry. I, are you still going to remain a fan? I don't. Think I don't know. All right. So this morning, when he messaged me to confirm that we're on for this afternoon. Mm -hmm. I responded and I said, all right, cool beans. I'll be there. You good? Meaning, how are you? Right. No, with the game. I promise y'all. It was literally <laughs> just, you good. Immediately, he starts talking about losing. 
I asked was, you good? <laughs> I told you that in confidence. <laughs> yeah, she tore the veil, huh, George? Ain't she, ain't the, man? <laughs> well, how James? Because, you know, James is a fan as well. How James doing? Um, How are you? Hi, James. Hello, hi. All right. <laughs> I was good. I was good to hear from you. Take a low. Always. There's always. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Samesies. So my That's... year, my, my sports year got off to a terrible start when Alabama lost on day one. Like, oh. that's not what I prayed for going into the new year. I stayed that's... up for watch night for nothing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then our coach retires, half our players are leaving. So I've been in sports hell anyway. So I sat on the couch yesterday with no expectation. And um, we're not going to get right until Jerry Jones passes away. Right. And, and I know people in Dallas who can make that happen, and I'm just trying to figure out why they right. haven't um, gone to drop by. Right yeah, I want that so, man dead. Go on, okay? <laughs> no, just I'm go talking. home. No, no, not go home. No, because I didn't say go home. No, 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 Smith, <laughs> this is what I need. I need the whole Jones family to be on a yacht. Yeah. All right. And it just mm-hmm. disappears and capsizes. And all of a sudden, we just got to give the ownership to another family because as long as it's under the Jones family, ain't nothing right going to come to the Dallas Cowboys. So until that happens, I am officially a Baltimore Ravens fan. Go Ravens. Wow. Yeah, that's I'm what I meant. So you, heard, you heard it here first, people. That's, that's what I meant. Wow. That's what I meant. I like purple. How are the Lakers doing this year? Camille, what? Oh, what hey, what, hey, what you doing? Hey, oh, yo. Even, I, even I know that. No, What's I, your I, problem? I haven't watched any basketball. And so I was just I haven't <laughs> any basketball. You know what? Mute her. On a day of nonviolence. Good God. What is your problem, Camille? Mute her. <laughs> <laughs> How the Lakers do it? You know what? It's okay. I'm just going to Google. It's all right. It's okay. Go on with the show. I'm just. We're supposed to be. This supposed to be free at last day. And here you come here right. with all this bondage. Oh my god! No, I didn't. Okay. I'm trying to. I'm trying to cook chili in peace. Even messing up the recipe. <laughs> We're losing recipes, George. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. Oof. I'm I'm sorry. So it's it's okay. Just don't don't ask about the Yankees. Just I, you know what? The only thing the only thing good going on in sports is Talisa Cosby's coverage on the 150 Sports Talk podcast. Let's go. <laughs> she's tear, she's tearing up the airwaves with her analysis. <laughs> make sure, make sure y'all ready for that next um podcast or Facebook Live because she's ready. She's she's excited. Um, yeah. I'm taking my friend's advice here because she told me that I should speak about this um interview that took place with Shannon Sharp and Cat Williams. Um. 
my friend Talisa said, you got to talk about it somewhat. Um, actually, let me get you guys thoughts on it. How how do you feel? Can can know that everybody pretty much loves cat, like pretty much is a cat fan or whatever, which is cool. Everybody loves cat. It it feels like it. Oh, to me. Okay. To me. But concerning, all right. So let's let's not take it from the standpoint of everybody loves cat because you're right. I shouldn't assume that everybody does. I'm like when if you saw the interview or pieces of it. I mean, you have to see pieces of it. It's like all over the place. Pretty much broke the internet. How did you feel about the actual interview that took place? Burning testimony. <laughs> I thought it was entertaining. I mean, um, yeah, I just thought it was entertaining. And it was something for him to go viral off of since he's going on tour. Well, since he's on tour. Um, yeah. I didn't I didn't see the whole thing, honestly. Okay. So I can't. I just seen like clippings of him talking about certain people, Diddy, Bernie, um, Ricky Smiley. So I didn't see everything. <clears throat> Got you. Got you. Anybody else with thoughts concerning the um Cat Shannon Sharp interview? Discussion? I wanna know all the names of the books he read. <laughs> Mr. Brown can move, can you? Yeah. 3,000 3, is a lot, boy. 3,000 is a lot. Hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a lot. Boy. Somebody, somebody, somebody said he read, read the book of Eli when all the pages were missing. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, shoot. I don't. Uh, Go ahead, James. No, nah, I watched. I watched the interview twice. Um, mm -hmm. You're a strong because you had time on your hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I'm at work, I just I just have my ear ear pods on. Like I said, I work twelve hours a day, so it's I got time. Um, the first the first time I watched it, I will admit being honest, I was influenced by the reactions of the people and there wasn't, you know, positive as far as on behalf of Cat Williams, but so when I watched it, I listened or with biased ears, but then I went a second time and just, just said, all right, I'm going to take my emotions and everything out of it. One thing I will say, like everything he said, you know, as um, Chuck pointed out, wasn't actually factual because 3,000 books a year, bruh, nah, ain't nobody got enough time in the day for that. But um, as far as him, when he was talking about the other comedians, it was basically mm -hmm. in res it was basically in response to either a lie that they said or when they spoke on him. And according to him, and you know how he spoke, I don't believe he hit anybody with a stray. 
when he was talking about Ricky Smiley, it was because of something that Ricky Smiley did behind the scenes. When he talked about Cedric the Entertainer, it was because he stole his joke and didn't give him credit for it. When mm-hmm. he talked about Steve Harvey, it was because of how Steve Harvey um, was treating Bernie Mac, whom Cat Williams respected. Um when he was talking about Martin Lawrence, it was because he stood 10 toes down on not wearing a dress. And, you know, when Martin went to jail and according to him, he said, you know, Martin said, I'm going to need you when I get out. And then he gave him the script to Big Mama 2, in which Cat would have to wear a dress. So I think he was really meticulous in his, um, I guess, clapback or responses to the other comedians. I wouldn't call what happened on... Uh, Shannon Sharp show an interview. It was more of a conversation because Shannon didn't have no control over that thing whatsoever. Um, I do believe how it went was the best thing that could have happened for that interview and was the best thing that actually could have happened for Shannon Sharp because, like you said, it broke the internet almost, I think it's almost at 50 million views right now. Now, mm. while I don't, uh, while I don't agree with his tone, I cannot tell a person how to respond or how to f- feel about something you know especially if they feel that they've been lied upon if they you know etc etc i can't tell the person how to respond um i don't think cat is as crazy as people will make him out to be i think he came across um very intelligent knowing exactly where he wanted to go what he wanted to say and what he wanted to do and um this was the perfect timing because he's on tour even though he said he doesn't, you know, take interviews to basically uh, advertise himself being on tour, but you know, coincidences aside, it doesn't, you know, it's 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 no coincidence that this happened. But I think the interview overall or the conversation overall was intriguing. Not saying I agree or disagree with his stances, but I just think that he was basically in response mode to a lot of the nonsense that's going on in the the world of comedy. Okay. All right. So I mean there's two there's two sides, there's two ways to, to discuss this. Um I think what was more because we can go back and fact and break down stuff like I can get real meticulous and be like, you know, he said that Cedric stole his joke while his joke was about a car. Cedric jokes was about a spaceship. I don't know that a car and a spaceship were the same thing. Um, I've seen several, like, you know, we've watched Comic View. We've seen several in the car reenactment jokes and all that stuff. That's just pretty weird to me. Um, the dress piece, which is something he really hung his hat on. <laughs> um, and the reason why that's kind of funny to me, and I guess this is more, this is not really, I guess it's really less about Kat and more about the response to the interview. Like, literally, you could like piece apart stuff from the interview and find a bunch of lies or untruth. This did not sound as. <laughs> Parts is a lie, but you just keep on hearing the constant, you know, he still didn't tell no lie, but no, there was there's a bunch of lies in there. Um 
Uh, I, I I respect what Ricky Smiley did in his response. Ricky Smiley respond. Ricky Smiley responded the next day with promoting Cat Williams's toy date. Like I respected that, but it's like it gets weird for me, JC, because he said that he put in his contract. If Ricky Smiley was to be in a movie with him, he'd have to be in the dress. And he kind of showed off the fact that Ricky Smiley was Sister Bernice or whatever in the movie called First Sunday. But if you ever watched that movie First Sunday with Ice Cube and Tracy Morgan and saw what Cat Williams played, Cat Williams played um, a gay choir director. So... Was that also in your contract? And why didn't you brag about that while you were sipping cognac? So it's just, it's just weird to me. It just doesn't make too much sense. Like, it, 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 like there's a lot of stuff that just didn't connect for me. I like Cat Williams, and I got to be honest, he talked about a lot of comedians that I like way more than him. Um, that whole dress thing is a whole nother discussion because I saw that play out crazy where you know the running thought is that Hollywood is trying to put our black men in dresses and stuff like that and that doesn't happen that doesn't happen to um their white counterparts but there were so many um counterpoints and reactions to that with visual proof of numerous male white actors Spanish actors that all have had to be well, not have yeah. had to, because it's not like you have to be a part of <laughs> something like. But the like the the amount of big name actors that have worn dresses in films is astounding to the point where I didn't even know that that many had done it. So it's just, I guess, it's just what's important to you at the end of the day. I don't, I don't, and, and the next thing, like, I don't think that anything that could be said, because I saw, one thing I saw that was funny to me, it was like, oh, after that Cat Williams interview, I'm no longer uh, a Kevin Hart fan. I'm like, oh, no. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> like, yeah, I saw I saw people posting stuff like that. I wow. saw I saw at least one post, they was like, oh, I'm no longer this person's fan because of what Cat said. I'm like, oh, no, come on now. That's it? That's what it's up? <laughs> yeah, you wasn't a fan to begin with. <laughs> right. So to each his own, there's some very funny spots. I got some very funny gifts and stickers from it. We got some great quotes. Cannon is yeah, doing numbers yeah. on his podcast. And yeah, salute <laughs> to him. For real. For salute real. to him. We all love Shannon. Um... So yeah, what like what's your take on those things? Anybody y'all could y'all could jump right in on this now. I think we oh I'm sorry. I'm just um just just, on, just just on your um the the acting gay part and the cross dressing. Just so just just so you know we make the clarity that not, not all cross dressers are homosexuals and not all homosexuals are cross dressers because there are those are two different facts. Right. Um 
uh, as far as um, and let and let me preface this by saying I'm not a Cat Williams fan. Personally, I don't think he's that funny. My favorite comedian is Bernie Mac. Always has been, always will be. Um, I just found a lot of what he said interesting. I don't know how true it is. I don't know how false it is. But a lot of people clap back and quickly. Now, to your point, yes, Ricky Smiley, he did show some grace. But then also a part of me was, is Ricky Smiley playing chess saying, okay, Cat only said this just to promote his tour. So was it really a genuine response or was he playing like the kind of, okay, I'm going to play this over here so I could take your queen over here type type mm. of move? I don't know, but I just thought the interview was just interesting overall. I loved um, Shannon's responses because he was like, oh, God, I'm, I'm about to get canceled. But Cat <laughs> did tell him the truth. Cat was like, no, you're going to get some big names after this because they're going to have to come on his show, his platform, and I respect that Cat actually went on Shannon Sharp's platform because he could have went on a white, you know, like like he said, a Larry King or somebody like that. He could have went on there, but you know, he he but gave it to could, could would see would CNN be really interested? No, in in hearing why no. he stole money, Mike, from Ricky Smiley. But did he? Like we we really don't know. These are allegations. Ricky Smiley's saying one thing, Cat Williams is saying another thing. And I will add, Ice Cube, Ice Cube. did verified a lot of what Cat said. As far as about what happened like, on the Friday. It felt like Ice Cube verified more of what Ricky said. Because it it was more like to me, from what where Cat's stance was. Ricky Smiley was Money Mike. Then they saw me and they changed everything. Mm. Well, actually, that was Ice Cube stance too. So that might be true. No, no, that's the truth. That was Ice Cube stance too. Like, I, only thing I didn't like about Ricky Smiley's interview, like he had his agent on. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure that white man was like, "Now, Ricky, it's six in the morning for Christ." <laughs> but I and, and I know and the reason why I feel like because I saw James on music, I'm gonna let James but um I, I the reason why I feel Ricky's um response was a little was genuine is because he's like still fresh off of losing his son, so he's in a rough patch right now. I don't really think he has the yeah, true, the, true, very true. the, the, the capacity to clap back at anybody like like, I don't think that he would even... I just don't see him bringing that kind of energy anyway. But if you just lost your son, like, I'm not getting in no warm words right now over some movie I did years ago. Like, nah. James White, you have something to say? Uh, no. Okay. That's... I don't I don't care about Cat Williams. Cool. <laughs> Ah, shoot, I saw you on mute. Anybody else want to um, say anything about this or we can just move on to the Jonathan Majors piece of of the conversation? This is great. Y'all are so talkative today. Point, so I don't remember anything other than the fat face on live. Oh, I will, I will say this, though. 
I will say this though. Okay. Um, as a former pathological liar, um, oh, w- one of my <laughs> you start crafting a lie by using factoids in the lie. So yeah. if, if you give me a platform for two hours and four to three minutes, and I give you factoids. You're going to accept everything I say in that situation as truth without making me prove it. And we as a people love mess more than yep. we love truth. So yes. if it's if it sounds juicy enough and we can piece things together, then we'll put two and two together and come up with 30. And we never ever ask. For verifiable proof, and then when proof is given, because we like the lie more, we'll stay with the lie mm. and never look at the liar and say you lied, because there were factoids in the lie. Every one of us has either been in court or seen a court case, and when you get become a witness, they ask you, "Do you promise to tell the truth, the whole truth?" And nothing but the truth, so help you God. Which means there are three versions of truth. There's the truth. There's the whole truth. And then there's nothing but the truth. So I can can get on a show and tell you the truth the way I want you to see it. Okay? I can tell you everything that comes out of my mouth seems truthful. But it ain't true because I'm framing it in a way that I want you to see it. Or I can say nothing but the truth, which is I'm giving you information about a situation, but I'm creating the situation, framing the situation with my words, with my actions, and also with previous factors that I gave in the earlier conversation. So now you'll accept this lie as nothing but the truth. But if I tell you nothing but the truth, you get to determine what's real because I just give you all the information, including my part in it. And one mm. thing I hate about this situation is that that human being went back to 23, 24, 25 years of things that could have been resolved like a man. Mm. Every, every situation that he talked about could have been resolved like a man. Any problem that you have could have been resolved like a man. Every last one of those people are working with people that you've worked with and so you're putting relationships in jeopardy. You're putting families in jeopardy because you want to go viral. When you could resolve all of that like a man. 2013, he did a comedy show with Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey opened up for him. He had an opportunity to speak to that man face to face. Never did it. So mm. when he's talking about what, what Steve Harvey did to Bernie Matt, he was absolutely truthful. Actually left some stuff out. But you know yeah. what Steve Harvey did? But you also know what Steve Harvey did? Paid for Bernie Mac's funeral. Went to Bernie Mac's wife. Went to Bernie Mac's family. Apologized to, to Bernie Mac's family. Paid for the funeral. Make sure, make sure they were taken care of. So that's what I'm talking about. You want to go back and mm. bring all this other stuff up. But you don't want to talk about everything that happened along with it. Because you hate this man so much. You hate Steve Harvey and you hate Kevin Hart so much that you hate anybody that's associated with them. And he's had this pattern for years. When he was winning a doggone Emmy for his role in Atlanta, 
which was absolutely brilliant. You know what he did? Brilliant. He, he trashed Tiffany Haddish. And you know why he trashed Tiffany Haddish? Because she had a movie coming out with Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. He hates Kevin Hart so much that he'll trash anybody that's associated with him. He hates Steve Harvey so much that he'll trash anybody that's associated with him. And now it's a matter of since 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 Shannon Sharp is messy Bessie, let's just throw out all the names of people that he's made comments about on YouTube and anywhere else. Let's throw out all the names because he's not talking about reconciling anything, how we can be better, uh, how we can be better men. Like, let's just just throw trash names out. Let's give him some more cognac so he can just say whatever he wants, and we just listen to that man just be messy about other men. You're gonna talk about ludicrous wife like that when you were in the video with ludicrous. You were mm. in the one more drink video. About him cutting the sideburns, those sideburns are cut when you when he did the video with you. You weren't talking about his ugly wife then, and she ain't even ugly. That woman's beautiful. <laughs> that woman. So you I mean to tell that. me you you said Ludacris took two hundred million dollars from the Illuminati, which means you were talking to the Illuminati too. You talked about Cedric the Entertainer when you got verified proof that you did five different events with Cedric the Entertainer over the last ten years. What was that energy then? And you're giving all the smoke about him taking this joke, and you took J.B. Smooth's joke. You ignore the comedians that were in the chat talking about the jokes that you took from them. Mm. But you get on this platform talking about the jokes that were taken from you. And that's what I'm talking about. We love mess. We don't love truth. And we don't hold people accountable enough. It's spicy. It's great. We weren't paying attention to Cat for years until he came out with this. You know, we know what we want for comedians? We want them to be funny. Mm-hmm. They don't have a moral compass. Most of their jokes are immoral anyway. We don't laugh at morality. We laugh at immorality. We want comics to be funny. When I listen to Cedric the Entertainer, I want him to be funny. Steve, yep. Kevin Hart, Cat Williams, all of them. We want them to be funny. You know why Chris Tucker ain't rocking no more? Because he stopped being funny. So we go back to the times when he was funny. That's why we watch Friday. That's why we watch Monday Talks. That's why we watch Rush Hour. When he was funny to us. We want comedians to be funny. You want to be relevant? Stop down on other comedians. Be funny. I'm done. Amen. Bishop, you might get that gift long before your birthday. What's your cash out? <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. Don't play with it, JHW02. Don't mess with me. I tell you, know, <laughs> I know that's right. Good stuff, Bishop. Good stuff. Good stuff. I don't want us to skip over the messy Bessie part, though, because <laughs> because that was my chief issue. Listening to parts of the interview is why is it so comfortable for these grown men to sit around gossiping like two chicks? Well, well, three had hours. No, he had no control. No. Yes, he did, because it's his show. He wanted okay? it. Okay. But he, he saw it. the num he saw the money piling up. Yeah. And, yeah. and here's the thing. You had you had and, and, and to go back to one situation, let's talk about Ricky Smiley. They all said the same thing. They all said the same thing. Ricky, Cat, and Ice Cube all said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Ricky tried out for the part. Mm-hmm. The the character was going to be different than the way Cat did it. When Cat got it. Cat ran with it, and they switched the roles. And it wound up being perfect for him. You go back to Shannon Sharp's interview with Ricky Smiley, that's what he said. And he didn't stay long on the point. He talked about his character about being Santa 
Morty just talked about originally going out for the Money Mike character. But you know why Ricky Smiley got dissed on that show by Cat Williams? It's because Cat Williams hates Ricky Smiley because Ricky Smiley is frat brothers and best friends with Steve Harvey. It's still about two men with this man who he's going to hate forever, Steve Harvey and Kevin Hart, which is a crying shame because they could be making money together. Comedians do much better when they're making money together. The same concert that I talked about with Steve Harvey and Cat Williams did in Detroit 10 years ago sold the arena out and they made big money. And Cat Williams took his whole time in his comedy set to dog out Steve Harvey, who was already gone from the building. And everybody was loving it. That was a New Year's Eve night and everybody was loving it. And, And he was the king of the city. And then Cat Williams went to a local club that night, got drunk, and was dissing Steve Harvey again at a smaller club. And the dude said, hey, man, tell some jokes. And then he started heckling that dude. And that dude rose up and beat the daylights out of Cat Williams. And you think you would have learned by now, after getting beat up at the comedy shows and choked out by teenagers, that you just can't be running your mouth out here like that. Because <laughs> you don't get the wrong one. I'm going to tell you who he don't talk about. I'm going to tell you, because there's comedians he don't talk about who will run up on him. Mm. He gets the ones that he know I ain't going to fight. Rick ain't going to fight that man. Cedric right. ain't gonna fight that man. Steve Harvey ain't gonna fight that man. There's a, there's a lot of comedians that don't like him who he ain't gonna run up on. And he ain't gonna step in Miami no time soon. Let's put it that way. And if it does, it better be very, very careful. Can I just mention one other lie that he mentioned in this interview? There's a lie. Well, this one in particular. I was like, how is it that this is how I knew that Shannon wanted the mess and he did not care at all about it just being messy is when Kat said when he takes on a role, he becomes the role. He's not Cat Williams. <laughs> I was like, I never watched anything with him in it that I've not said. I don't even remember his character names. I just remember Cat was in the movie and Cat was Cat. There's never been range. And so when he used he he said that to try and push down how Steve shows up in movies and everybody doesn't want to miss the potato head, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, actually, Cat, you always look like Cat to me, like a very flamboyant, high-pitched sounding... Come on, anyways, let me go back on me. How, how many movies have you seen Cat Williams in? Now, don't t- let me tell a lie because I don't know. I ain't been... How, 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 how many movies? Okay, you got Friday After Next, which he killed. Okay? You right. got Norbit. Norbit, right? He was in Norbit. Okay. Yes, I forgot about Norbert. Right. He was in Norbert. First Sunday. First Sunday. It's really quiet. <laughs> and you and here's the thing. He's 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 talking about here's the common denominator of all of those comedians that he's talked about, except for Steve Harvey. They've all done movies with Ice Cube. And you know the comedian who's done the most movies with Ice Cube? Kevin Hart. He it all comes back to the two men he hates the most. Mm. Bernice Jenkins has been a character that yeah. Ricky Smiley has done for a long time. Right. A long time. And That's- it's absolutely hilarious. The church announcements thing is absolutely hilarious. Okay. There is not one care. And David Talbert said there was no contract about Cat Williams saying the only way he could be in this movie if it Ricky Smiley was in the dress. That character, he never said that. David Talbot put him in that movie. It wasn't anybody else. So you can't put him. It's like we don't hold him accountable for stuff that he says because it was so juicy, the fact that he was saying it, 
and so hilarious. And then the, the, the juxtaposition of him saying it and Shay Shay acting a fool, we just ate that up. Love mess like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. I really didn't need I didn't I really didn't need David Talbot to verify that though. Because that was just so obtuse and ridiculous to say that it's in my contract. You sat down with a lawyer and was like, yo, before you um I need section C part B to say that if Ricky Smiley's gonna be in this movie, he means to play Bernie's Jenkins like. How ridiculous does that sound? Um, how ridiculous does it sound that that it's a contract that they illuminated in order for you to be successful? You gotta um dish your dark skin wife and get light skin wife. Okay. Um what? How it, many drinks are to that point? And wasn't that nigga with Hazel Lee? Yes. Yep. Is she lighter than that? paid for her plastic surgery so that she could look less like a funny light-skinned woman. Even after they broke up, he paid for her plastic surgery. So it's ridiculous, man. And those women got to listen to that nonsense. Mm. And we don't hold them accountable. Nobody held them accountable for talking about light-skinned women who are beautiful. By the way, you would think if it's the Illuminati that they'd have to trade it in to marry a white woman. But no, all the men he talked about married to black women. And they ain't enough if they're light-skinned. Really? Really? And? We never held them accountable for his mess. We just let them, because it was so spicy and so great and entertaining to watch. It's not entertaining to watch a man down another man, other man for two and a half hours and speaking on people that, even speaking on people that he hasn't met and don't know. It's fine if you're talking about your experiences. That's one thing. But not, you know, Shannon's like, what do you think about this guy? And what do you think about that guy? You don't even know these people. Um I mean, I don't know what else we should have expected, though. He went to a place called Club Shay Shay. Mm. God bless. That flag is quite obvious, but anyways. God, God bless. If y'all like it, man, go ahead. I, I'm, not, this, I'm not using that as entertainment. I need comedians to be funny. Right. And not funny about dogging other comedians. And I and I know two personally who got a serious problems with Cat Williams here in Houston. So don't give me no stories about how he paid for this and he gives people that. All of them got good good character traits. All the men he dogged out have done great things. I know Ricky Smiley personally of what he's done for for a comedian from my hometown that no one knows about. You ain't got to do it like that. You get what I'm saying? Right. You can back to stuff that happened 23 years ago. That has been resolved and reconciled by the parties involved. You're gonna bring it back up mm -hmm. so you can get your life. No, man. That's weak bill. Don't talk about that. That's weak bill. And I ain't the one for that. You can bring back stuff about me 23 years ago. I'm gonna come back and bring up stuff about you 23 years ago. Cause there's stories about everybody. Chill out on that. None of that was entertaining. That's a bunch of mess. People are still using it now. People are still going on every time these comedians and these celebrities post something on Instagram. Now all of a sudden, people are in their comments with with memes of Cat Williams and everything else and stuff that he said. Ricky Smiley posts about his family and posts in the comments. I'm like, go wear a dress again. Like, are you serious? Crazy. So if you got that much influence, if you got that much power, have that much power to reconcile this stuff, man.
And if you don't fool with somebody, you don't fool with somebody. Like there's two people in the gospel music industry that I don't fool with and I don't talk about them because I don't fool with them. If they over here, I'm over there because I don't mess with them. And I don't know what they do because I don't follow them no more, nothing. I, I ain't with them. So I don't talk about who I don't mess with. Mm -hmm. Be funny. I be talking about people I don't mess with no more because I'm petty. I know, I know, I know. All right, though. <laughs> I, I got I almost it. Feel, I almost feel bad for saying the the interview was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No, I mean, you see it the way you want to see it, but that, I mean, <laughs> those are all super valid and truthful. Points, but yeah, man, yeah, man. That's it. Everybody loves the salacious and the messy. I'm trying to tell you. Oh my gosh. Um, I guess we could touch on this because we won't. We don't want to be before you long. <laughs> I think this should be this should be fun at least. Um, this this most deaf Drake thing really got me. It's really, it's really scuffed my Tim's. Sorry, scuffed my ACG. I got ACG boots now. Can't find my other Tim. This joke, have you guys? Those are so comfortable, man. Those are so comfortable. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Are they good? The yes. Gosh. I got the, I got the all black joints, bro. The joints is like, man. Yeah, so comfortable. Oh. Have you guys heard about um the whole most death Drake? Well, actually, the the most deaf interview Drake hasn't responded yet. I'm sure he's gonna respond with some random oh, yeah. Yeah. song within the next um month or so. That's just gonna be dropped out of nowhere. But um, for those that don't know, um, most deaf the rapper most deaf, aka Dean Bay, um, from Black Star, the group Black Star with Talib Kweli, um. He was doing an interview on a podcast, and um, part, I think partly the reason why the video got spread out so much is because of me, because I was responding like crazy to it. But um, the young lady asked Most Def if Drake was hip hop, and why Most would you Def, do that? She set him up. Ooh, why would you do that? Most Def then paused, asked her why would she do that. <laughs> like, oh, he asked her. Okay, cool. He 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 literally said, "Why would you hold on?" Actually, you know what? I'm not even gonna let me go find it and actually play it so you guys. This is can my hear first time hearing goes. about this. Oh, okay, okay, okay. This is good. So let me. I know it's somewhere in one of my wonderful group chats. Shout out to the remix. Gerard Bonner, Ken Mosley, Patrick Schaefer, James White. I try to tell y'all, me and James White is in 7,358 group chat together. That's my brother. So many. I get confused. Honestly, when I can't find the podcast group chat, you know what I type? White. And I'm like, okay, there you go. I'm your North Star. That's hilarious. Oh, shoot. 
find it because this junk was in one of our group chats. Um, shout out to ASAP and Rihanna. Third baby on the way. ASAP, that's how you do it, brother. Oh, that that that's been verified that that's not true. At least it's not, not true. Okay, all right. Not yet. That pick was Wait. from the number two, but he may be trying at this point. So listen, uh, it, it could be true. If it's not, and I would true. not blame him. Yeah, listen, make it true, sir. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was prophetic. <laughs> all right, let me Drake go. Drake is pop to me. All right, hold on. I'm sorry, this... reset that. This mute button on Instagram, bro. She asked him if Drake is pop. I mean, this hip hop. Why are you doing this to me? Drake is pop to me. In the sense, like, if I was in Target in Houston and I heard a Drake song, it feels like a lot of his music is compatible with shopping. <laughs> Commercial music. Or as, or as you know, music. shopping with an edge. In certain instances. Fair. I like Drake's music, but I understand exactly what you're saying. Of course. I mean, it's, I, I, I it's get It's commercial, it. entertaining, fun, it's, good, it's, formulaic music. It's likable. Likable music, yeah. It's likable. Um, but is it... You know, I'm going to leave you alone. We're going to move. We're going to move on. Um... <laughs> so, yes, that was... Wow. It's just... I, I think <laughs> I think seeing it might be a little more powerful, JC. I'll uh, I'll text it. I'll text it to you so you can actually see yeah, the facial yeah, yeah. expressions please, as well. Um, please, please do. So after a first listen to that, how do you feel concerning those um, comments by most definite interviewer? I think he knew where she was. I think he knew it was a setup. Because you you heard it under his breath, like before he even answered, like. And I wonder why she would ask above all people Drake. Um, but he didn't. I don't think he had to go there. Like Drake is literally one of the hottest out now. Well, not just now, just over his career one of the hottest rappers, you know, in hip hop history. Uh, I don't associate his music with, you know, shopping with the edge, <laughs> whatever that means. Um, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, Drake's definitely going to clap back and it's going to be something serious too. Uh, I don't think there was a right or wrong way because we know most deaf comes from a certain place in hip-hop when it was mm. actually hip-hop and you had to be lyrical. Not to say Drake isn't lyrical, but Drake is really a cross between hip-hop and pop culture and even some R&B because <laughs> wasn't he on uh, the top uh, the top 100 R&B from Rolling Stone? So Definitely uh, was. <laughs> so um, I and think he, he could have... I think one of the Alicia Keys songs he wrote I think he could have addressed it, you know, if he doesn't think Drake is hip hop now, he could have addressed it when he thought Drake was hip hop. You know, what his thoughts of him were back then. I don't know. My mind is all over the place. 
I gotta see this video. Yeah. Um, did anybody see the video or, or hear the video? Or see any feedback from the video? Because basically, um, when it came out, I saw it and it it hurt me because I I'm a huge fan of both of these guys. Like I'm a I'm such a big fan of most Def. Yeah. Like for, man, like Black Star, Umi says, yo, Miss Fat Booty is one of the greatest hip hop records ever. Sorry. I'm I'm gonna stop saying that. Yeah. Sorry. It is. It is. Oh, I, I need I it need is. to start saying I need to start saying it's one of my favorite instead of saying the greatest because No, it is one of the greatest. <laughs> Seriously. And the definition is too. The things just get lost in translation and it becomes a music debate and all that stuff. And I'm not trying to do it. Long story short, but yeah, it's it's one of the it's a masterpiece of a song. And sure. like the the work he did with Black Star, man, like we like me and my brother went crazy. Like, and we're not even like I know I was a big hip hop head when I was in college and I came back and that kind of like Slow down, but when that Black Star stuff came out and the redefinition came out, and I heard that junk, and they, them boys said one, two, three, most definitely yeah. Talib Kweli, man. Yeah, it's that junk. And the, the thing, such a hard reggae tinge beat, was produced by a dude from Ohio. Like high tech <laughs> is from the Midwest, bro. Like come on, so. And then Drake, I mean, everybody that knows me knows I'm a big Drake fan. And the majority of it is from, I guess, I, I'm a Drake fan like some people are LeBron's fans. It's mostly because of his early work, not because yeah, of what he's sure. doing now. <laughs> sure. 1,000. 1,000. Like, like that work that he put in, all that early work is so tough and so crazy. And for me, you can tell from his early work, that I, I can guarantee you that Drake is a student and a fan of Mos Def. For sure. Oh, for Just sure. Just from the way he approaches music. So to see, to hear and see Mos Def talk about Drake like this was bothering. It, it's very, very, it, it bothered me a lot. And then, but the thing is, the thing is about these debates and statements that people make in this year of the Lord 2024 is that everybody can find something on you. Do you know that there is a videotape of most death covering hot mind bling at a concert? He's performing the poppiest. <laughs> Yeah, Drake songs. So it's like, I don't like the energy. Can, can I ask I don't a question? Like sure, bro. Okay, so before I ask this question, I do, I do feel like I should add that I live in Houston, and I've been in Target and heard several Drake songs. <laughs> I just felt like. I should add that. And I'm not kidding. Like, I, what did that tweet say? 
<laughs> Gabe sent me a tweet about this joke. JC. <laughs> I gotta find it. Oh my god. Yeah, I just watched that video. He he didn't want to answer that question. He did not want to answer that question. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. It's like yeah. he didn't want to I think I think also and, and that's, I, that leads to the question I wanted to ask because she was she asked him about Drake being hip hop I guess in that context he was describing what he felt beforehand he was describing what he thought hip hop was mm -hmm. you know what I mean so this, the dangerous things about not seeing that in an interview in context you know what I mean? It's not, we don't see where he's coming from when he's making that particular statement. So he could say hip hop to me is boot camp click. You know what I mean? Or it's, yeah. you know what I mean? It could be Smith and Wesson. That's hip hop to me. So, all right, brother, is, bring it back. That's what I'm talking about. You know, <laughs> but, you know, there's a certain type. You know what I mean? So he could be saying, okay, to me, For that's sure. hip hop. Right. Um, so when she's asking him about that, like I said, I have I rem I literally remember walking through Target and hearing "Find Your Love" and singing it out, and people are like, "Oh, you got a nice voice!" It's like, <laughs> you know, like it's but that's "Find Your Love" was playing at Target, you know, "Hotline Bling" I've heard at Target, "In My Feelings" I've heard at Target. Literally, those three songs I have heard at Target, right? So, to me, I think there's a wider spread because he never said I don't like Drake's music. He never said, I'm a better rapper than Drake. He said, to me, his music is pop. And Billboard would coincide with that because doesn't Drake have like some type of record of most hot number one, number ones? You know, the hot number one chart is? I mean, hot 100 chart mm -hmm. is? That's the pop chart. Yeah. So <laughs> it's So it's not really a diss unless you want to consider Drake as hardcore hip hop like he considers it. And even if that's not the case, it is his opinion about it. This is not a widespread consensus. This is most deaf's opinion about it. Yeah, he's saying Hotline Bling. You've never heard him rap, you know, uh, <laughs> one of, you know, Lord knows, you know what I'm saying? You've never heard him, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, yeah. That's how he puts the music in that particular lane. That's how he sees it, whatever. And just let him see how he sees it. Yeah, I wonder. I the wonder. only way I, the only reason I disagree because I think, and not even I think I know. Let me stop calling the most. Um, I know Yasin is smart enough to know what him calling Drake pop would do. I know he knows that, and I know yeah. he knows he that. Was on his face. He was on his face. I, I know he knows that he can say there was a better way for him to put that. Like, for to say he's popular, like everybody was like, it's not, you know, you know, pop is popular. We get that. But when they, when they ask you if he's hip hop and you just completely just shun that to say he's pop and you can't come back and be like, well, he is a part of hip hop. Like, you just don't align him 
as a hip hop artist at all. Coming from you, that's you know, like you're a super backpacker. You we know your work, like and like on the and like the ugly part of it all is the the clapbacks about you know now it's most versus Drake and well Drake like there's a there's a tweet that went up where somebody was like name me five most deaf songs and the person is like snapping. In the, stop it, stop, in the, stop. The, it's, stop. the person is snapping in the gift like um 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 like and it's like that but that's the kind of you open the door for that kind of stuff you make a response like that and and y'all seen it smarter than that you could just say like yeah he's very popular he has songs that play in such and such and target or whatever but there but to not acknowledge the aspect of him that can get on, um, like the time. Talk about the timestamp record. Not to say he needs to go down Drake's whole library of music or whatever. I mean, or maybe he's just not familiar with the deeper, darker tracks or whatever. But I, again, I'm just assuming, knowing that Yasin is a student of hip hop, he had to know him calling Drake a pop artist would kind of do this. Just my opinion. And he yeah, gotta know that Drake got he gotta know that Drake got rabbit ears. And if anybody listen, sure. Drake, sure. Drake might diss me after hearing something about this. Like, like Drake literally answers everybody. Everybody knows Drake, <laughs> Drake's ears to, to hip hop is what Katie's ear was Katie's fingers or eyes are to Twitter. Man. <laughs> But yeah, that was. I wonder why. She, see, of all rappers, why does she act? I gotta, I gotta watch that whole interview now. I gotta. After yeah, it would be good to see that James is completely right. For context, I, I want to see the um entire interview. And can y'all stop the whole arguments of you know Drake better than most and most like these are two incredible artists, man. Two no, incredible. See, people arguing that are casuals and they're probably late bloomers because, like, folks like you, me, and, and White, because White water boot, boot camp clip. Now, that's that's going way, way back in, into hip Yes, sir. And the regulars won't even know who that is. And the person with that response on Twitter with a snap of finger saying, um, um, that goes to show that you don't even listen to, to most death and you don't appreciate um, the lyrical aspect of hip hop, like you know, we came from a time of, like you said, yeah, boot camp killing. I thank God I had an uncle who was a hip hop aficionado. I mean, he literally, whenever I went to his house, he made me sit down to artists like Jeru the Damager and stuff like that. It was, I mean, it's like so many different artists he made me sit down and listen to, and he would break things down. So people like us, we would understand that, okay. Right, there's there's record sales and then there's lyricism. Right, most one of the most lyrical lyricists to ever grace hip hop. So to for a person to say, okay, you know, Drake is better than most deaf in in what aspect exactly are are you talking about? But I mean, that's that's just the world we live in. Like people just with these major reactions. And they go in to say who's better, who's better. 
but it's yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy. I gotta find that. Well, one. yeah, I gotta find. I, I want to find a whole interview. When I if I find it, I'll make sure I send it to y'all, and I'll make sure I will post it to the Facebook um the VGS Podcast Network page as well. You guys can connect the dots for yourself. Um, before I head out, and um, thanks for listening to this episode. I want to play a game. So, Camille, if you're still there, Greg, you're still there. I, I want to play a game um, before we head on out. Um, so you're you're the MD. So, Camille, Greg. I'm the MD. You're you're the MD. You're the musical director. Um, what's the first song you playing at William Murphy Church on Sunday? <laughs> I hope it ain't walking out. I think we should open up. I think we should open up. Um. With um with my boo. Okay. There you go. Um with, with the right, you know, it could lead right to the running man challenge, you know what I'm saying? I think, you know, first service at night I dream of you. I think we should start oh, there. Um and then we can transition since we're in Atlanta mm-hmm. uh to hope by ludicrous because I think like that oh. would like move like because you want to be all encompassing right yeah. um you know because there, there'll be holes there Seems so right. so you would you would need to encompass <laughs> holes need jesus too what's wrong with y'all listen he, he's for everybody oh, I'm, that 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 rose of sharing i'm telling you the bible study that rose of sharing <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and this, this my song. He don't discriminate. Listen, come on now. Rahab <laughs> is in the genealogy of Jesus. Yes, indeed. See, preach on. <laughs> imagine that he was. Imagine that he was holding for talking music. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Will there be one? The altar is open. <laughs> if you're sick in your body. This is why women stay out of the men's group chat and the Bible. No, 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 no. This is for everybody. See, see. This is see, in, order, in order for you to. No, no. In order for you to become who you're supposed to be, you have to recognize who you are now. This, you know, somebody. The, and and the what product, does that get you, James? And what, uh, what do you end up getting to when you find out who you was? You get a what? I, I need draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord. I am thine. You get a new identity. That's what you get. Right? <laughs> I need just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me. I need I, I need mine coming out before. Speaking of which, you won't stop. You won't stop being a hoe if you can't admit that you are a hoe now. Mm -hmm. And then once you embrace the rose of Sharon, if any man be in Christ, see that's foundational. Foundational. Come on, 
The old thing. Hey! I feel hell. I feel hell. The old thing passed away. Come on. Hold tell up. somebody you ain't got to be a hoe no more. <laughs> that's, that's the auto call it new identity. Oh, oh my oh, gosh! No, it won't do that. Hey, George, all the hope we got at our church is holy net. One last thing, I gotta play this. Yeah, it's it's impossible. Without holiness, I'll run. But you do it. I was a hoe, and now I'm holy. My God. (laughs) Oh, what a wonderful change! Testimony services no more. That's why. That's why they can't do testimony services no more. That's right. That's right, Camille. They shut it down. I'm glad. I'm glad they shut it down. Amen. I'm gonna need y'all to listen to this version of this song that I heard, and let me know if it's doing too much or just right. Let me know. Sister Williams taught me this song uh, in Sunday school. She was my Sunday school teacher. It went like this: Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Lord Jesus. What y'all think? Okay. Pretty good. Now may the Savior be Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God. She's closing the door. I mean, it's 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 all right. I do I do prefer farther along. <laughs> we'll know oh, all man. About it. Watch it, cut. Don't you? Oh. Cheer up, my brother. Man, <laughs> live in the sun. out of that darkness and live in the sunshine. No, because we'll understand it. Ah, all oh, by and by. My God. Can mm. I tell you? It took until my teenage years until I realized that they weren't saying "father" alone. Are you serious? <laughs> he grew up in a Jamaican church, and a lot of Jamaican churches sing that song on Father's Day as if it is Father. Stop um, playing. I'm not joking because I grew up the same way. I understand, George. I get it. Oh my because, God. And the fact that they're saying, like, mm-hmm. and they're saying he as in like the, the, the next part of the chorus, so it, it just fits. <laughs> Because every Mother's Day, I wonder why the hip doesn't have a song for the mothers. Why is there one for the mother? Mother along with yeah. Grew up there the it same is. way. Gotta know too, huh? <laughs> oh, I just, man, sometimes I just wish y'all could just have just 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 a good 12 months of just good old-fashioned Jamaican church. Just so y'all could just... <sighs> I think we get the reason that um, testimony service got canceled. I think it's my island. I think it was us. 
I still do testimony service. You do? Gracious. How long do you serve? I, I, no, it's not every service. Just on certain occasions. Like, when we end our fast, I'm going to have a period of people doing testimonies. Now, oh, okay. Okay. No, that's... No. Yeah. And my church yeah, isn't 100% cool. Jamaican. So we are... There's a good amount of Jamaicans, but I, I do pastor a lot of non-Jamaicans. So I have to actually beg people to give testimonies. Like, I've got to set them up kind of like my white counterparts where, you know, you pre-select your, your testimony people, remind yeah. them of your story, you know, your God story, yeah. your God moment. You know, you got to word it a different way because if we say testimony, they're just going to sit and blink at me like, nope, he did nothing. Nope. Never. James? <laughs> ain't nothing, ain't, both Jameses. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing, I, the best testimony I ever heard. And I'm going to say that we're going to get out of here. Deacon Beckford, Deacon Joseph Beckford. He said, I was on my roof. He said, I was on my roof. And I was fixing my roof. And I tripped and <laughs> fell. <laughs> he said, I tripped and fell off my roof. And he said, God <laughs> brought the ground up. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on now. He said, he said, God brought the ground up. <laughs> I bet he did. It, it softened my fall. <laughs> my, my God. <laughs> He's a lifter, ain't he? Ain't he? <laughs> we want to thank you for listening to the <laughs> Hello, People podcast. Oh We're going to continue to laugh about this after I press stop. And if you just stay to the end, you missed uh -huh. this great joke. Sorry, wonderful testimony. Oh, <laughs> Talk about placing my feet on higher ground. Fell off the roof, <laughs> oh, the roof and God lifted the ground. I got to growing up in a Jamaican church, I did not miss socializing outside of church because the jokes that take place during testimony oh, service. He'll <laughs> <laughs> meet you right where you are. Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> His wife one time started testifying, and for some reason she went from greeting the pastor and oh all the people in charge, then brothers and sisters and saints. And by the time she was finished, he was yelling at the young people, and I quote, "All y'all think about is sex." Mm. Mm. There's oh a. Oh my gosh! A comedian. No, see next week. There's a, com what did you say? There's a comedian who's close to um close to some more. He's based in Florida. His mom was a minister in our denomination, and she testified. Watch night service crossing over. Sorry, watch night service crossing over into two thousand. About how you know everybody's talking about all this Y two K. She don't know anything about this Y two K, but what she knows is that. Her God is in everything because she went to the ATM machine and it gave her money she didn't have in her account. <laughs> my father spoke up during the service. This wasn't even our church. My father spoke up. He's like, so you stole it. <laughs> so he, oh my God. So he did it. He did it for me. This. 
<laughs> and then talking about testimonies, like even tributes at funerals, because her funeral, oh. oh, it made sense that her son would grow up to become a comedian because I laughed so hard at her funeral. There was not one serious moment. Now, <clears throat> from the advice she oh gave us gosh. young people about not marrying any, um, let me translate it, any cats in bags. Oh, no, say it. <laughs> you got to say the right term. The correct yeah. term is puss yeah. in a bag. The correct term is puss <laughs> in a bag, James. That's the correct term. Yo, I need to go yeah. to the Jamaican yeah. church. Jamaican church, church yeah. Oh it's more than just the, 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 um, the theme for the Jamaican church is more than just church chicken. We're going to see y'all next week. <laughs> Don't laugh at him. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jamaican church is more than just cocoa bread. Oh, my gosh, y'all. Jamaican fun. church is more than just beef. <laughs> Yo, but real rap, that bun and cheese on Easter Sunday, whoo. Listen. Tradition. Tradition. Okay. Looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. All right, y'all. We out of here. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. Stay beautiful.